Elon Musk suspends left-wing journalists for doxing. Dr. Anthony Fauci blasts Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over COVID. Plus, DHS Secretary Mayorkas takes heat from his own Border Patrol agents. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. Hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Elon Musk and Twitter because left-wing reporters from places like CNN, the New York Times, Washington Post are outraged that their Twitter accounts have been suspended. And why were they suspended? Because they violated Twitter's rule on doxing. For those of you unfamiliar with the term, it means to divulge someone's private or identifying information such as address, phone number, or exact location on social media. As we've seen in the past, the left is fond of violating someone's right to privacy, and the results can be terrifying and dangerous. When a psycho shows up at your door or follows you because that person was given your location on social media, bad things can happen. And that's exactly what happened to Elon Musk's family. Last night, car carrying Lil X in LA was followed by crazy stalker, thinking it was me, who later blocked car from moving and climbed onto hood. Legal action is being taken against Sweeney and organizations who supported harm to my family. X is Elon Musk's son, and Sweeney refers to Jack Sweeney, who started the Twitter account Elon Jet to track Musk's location. Musk suspended Sweeney's account, but he didn't stop there. Any account doxing real-time location info of anyone will be suspended as it is a physical safety violation. This includes posting links to sites with real-time location info. Posting locations someone traveled to on a slightly delayed basis isn't a safety problem, so is okay. What happened next is what has the left-wing media outlets and so-called journalists in an uproar. Twitter suspended the accounts of reporters from CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and others for the same doxing violation. But this is how it was reported by New York Times leftist reporter Taylor Lorenz. Musk has begun banning journalists who have criticized him from Twitter. In Washington Post's Drew Harwell, New York Times' Ryan Mack, and CNN's Donnie O'Sullivan. My whole timeline is glitched out and people continue to report my tweets. So I'm worried I'll be banned soon too. On Twitter, news of the suspensions began to spread and Musk responded, with a series of tweets such as these. Same doxing rules apply to journalists as to everyone else. And, criticizing me all day long is totally fine, but doxing my real-time location and endangering my family is not. Musk later posted that accounts engaged in doxing will receive a temporary seven-day suspension. What's fun is to see the left seem to have no problem with conservative accounts that were banned for no reason, no violation, yet users who dox people and put other people in danger get suspended and the left has a meltdown. Musk certainly must be doing something right. Okay, next let's talk about Dr. Anthony Fauci. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Tony Fauci, because as I covered on the last show, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis 
is convening a panel to investigate the COVID vaccine and review studies and data to see how safe and effective or not so safe and not so effective the vaccines are. Here are a few comments from DeSantis on the topic. Throughout our country, you still have hundreds of universities in other states that are still mandating these boosters on these college kids. When any type of cost-benefit analysis would say the benefit from them taking the shot, as you, as you alluded to, it doesn't prevent them from getting infected or spreading it anyways, the benefit is minuscule. Uh, but as Joe Latipo and other studies have shown, you know, there is a risk for doing it. So why can't our medical establishment acknowledge that? Why the deception? Why have they continued to do this for two years? Well, this inquiry that DeSantis is putting together was mentioned during a CNN interview with Tony Fauci, who, as you know, has been a nonstop advocate of masks and lockdowns and vaccines. It doesn't matter that the vaccines don't keep you from getting COVID. It doesn't matter that the vaccines don't keep you from spreading COVID. Fauci is going to keep pushing the narrative. Here's an exchange where Fauci is asked about the Florida governor's so-called attacks. But the latest now, Dr. Fauci, is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He's now asking the Florida Supreme Court to greenlight an investigation into, and the way he put it, is any, uh, any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. What's your reaction to that? I don't have a clue, Kate, what he's asking for. I mean, we have a vaccine that unequivocally is highly effective and safe. The topper to the interview came when Fauci was actually asked about the politicization of COVID. One result of the pandemic has sadly been that science has become a divisive topic, politicized and weaponized by some people. Have you thought about how do you pull that back? How do you turn that around? You know, Kate, if I had an easy answer, I, I, I'd give it to you, but it's a very difficult situation. You're absolutely correct. It has been politicized and it has been politicized in a way that has actually caused lives because if people don't get vaccinated, which unequivocally is life-saving because of political ideology or because of misinformation and disinformation, that causes lives. I'd love to sit down with Fauci and ask him to show me the research where vaccinating children against COVID saves lives. That'll be a quick conversation. The fact is that Fauci is complicit in people getting fired and businesses being closed down, all in the name of COVID. People need to be held accountable, starting with Tony Fauci. Okay, next let's talk about DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and the crisis at America's southern border. As you know, Joe Biden is avoiding the southern border like the plague, but Mayorkas recently visited the border and he visited border patrol agents in El Paso, and the meetings did not go well at all. Here's the story. Border Patrol agents confronted Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas during a recent visit to El Paso, Texas, according to an agent in the room during the meeting who spoke with the Daily Caller News Foundation. The agent, who requested anonymity because they were not authorized to speak, said a colleague confronted Mayorkas and accused him of making empty promises about helping with the surge in illegal immigration, falsely asserting that the border is secure, and lambasting the force. It's clear that the situation at the border is at a breaking point, but it's not like it happened overnight. This has been going on since Biden took office, 
and Mayorkas deserves as much blame as Biden because DHS is responsible for keeping the border secure. Here's more. Another agent asked Mayorkas to provide his definition of secure borders after the secretary publicly said the southern border is secure amid record levels of illegal immigration. Again, he is lying his butt off saying that, no, I never said that, the agent who spoke with the DCNF said. We're agents. We've seen you. We heard you, the agent said, adding that Mayorkas again denied making the statement and moved on to another question. And just as a reminder, here's Mayorkas from last month. And I just want to ask you, I've heard you and the Judiciary Committee recently in the summer testify that the border is secure. Secretary Mayorkas, do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security. It's criminal what is going on at the southern border. It's my hope that when we have a GOP-controlled House, that we will actually have some accountability. Hearings are pointless unless people are held accountable. Okay, so we had Dr. Fauci earlier, and now let's talk about COVID vaccines and traffic accidents. Now you're probably thinking, what do those two topics have to do with each other? How could COVID vaccines and traffic accidents possibly be related? Well, guess what? According to a new survey, they are. It just makes me shake my head. But here's the story. If you passed on getting the COVID vaccine, you might be a lot more likely to get into a car crash. Or at least those are the findings of a new study published this month in the American Journal of Medicine. During the summer of 2021, Canadian researchers examined the encrypted government-held records of more than 11 million adults, 16% of whom hadn't received the COVID vaccine. They found that the unvaccinated people were 72% more likely to be involved in a severe traffic crash, in which at least one person was transported to the hospital, than those who were vaccinated. That's similar to the increased risk of car crashes for people with sleep apnea. Now, you're probably wondering, huh? I don't get it. COVID vaccinations have nothing to do with driving. You don't suddenly become safer on the roads because you got a COVID shot, right? Well, these researchers think differently. And basically, they say it comes down to having a bad attitude. Here's more. Of course, skipping a COVID vaccine does not mean that someone will get into a car crash. Instead, the authors theorize that people who resist public health recommendations might also neglect basic road safety guidelines. Why would they ignore the rules of the road? Distrust of the government, a belief in freedom, misconceptions of daily risks, faith in natural protection, antipathy toward regulation, poverty, misinformation, a lack of resources, and personal beliefs are potential reasons proposed by the authors. Now, the researchers go on to say that primary care doctors should consider counseling unvaccinated patients on traffic safety. I'm not making this up. And the researchers suggest that insurance companies might base changes to insurance policies on vaccination data. Wow, sounds a little bit like a social credit system to me. But here's one thing. Correlation of data does not mean causation. Doesn't take a rocket scientist, which I am by the way, to know that getting vaccinated will not make you a better driver. If that were the case, I'd definitely be recommending the shots to many people that I know. Okay, so we've had left-wing reporters in a meltdown. 
Tony Fauci and Open Borders Mayorkas. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. First on Relaxed Brain Friday, we have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who helped put together a documentary on climate change. And well, it won't influence too many people because no one is heading to the theaters to see it. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez may be the left's biggest star in Congress, but being a Hollywood celebrity will apparently have to wait. The New York Democrats' climate change film, To the End, produced by Roadside Attractions, brought up the rear at the box office in its debut, taking in less than $10,000 last weekend in 120 theaters for 34th place. Those results are beyond bad. It's around $80 per theater. 80 bucks. Here's some reaction from Dinesh D'Souza. I'm laughing heartily because the new AOC film on climate change to the end got rave reviews from the usual robotic left-wing clack, but still generated a miserable $80 per theater. Over multiple days with multiple showings, she sold around eight tickets per theater. Major bomb. Eight tickets. Wow. And then there's Joe Biden, who during a recent speech at the U.S. Africa Leaders Summit said this. Cisco Systems and Cyber, Cyber Bastion, a diaspora-owned small business. Oh my gosh, what is that? But hey, it's Friday, relaxed brain. We have some time, so let's try it again. Cisco Systems and Cyber, Cyber Bastion, a diaspora-owned small business. I just have no idea what he's saying. And you see that all the time from Joe Biden. But is it worse than this? And I think that matters, right? Bicarmel, bipartisan support was had for this uh, piece of legislation. Bicarmel. Seriously? In the race for the most ridiculous comments, I don't know who wins. Karine Jean-Pierre or Joe Biden? And how about this breaking headline from the Babylon Bee? Following cinema's exit, Romney announces intention to remain in Democrat Party. What a perfect way to wrap up Relaxed Brain with Mitt Romney. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.